Hey, y'all, the following episode is a full spoiler review of Gideon the Ninth. No spoilers for Harrow or Nona, but if you haven't read Gideon, this is your warning. Seriously, proceed with caution. Enter at your own risk. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Otherwise, if you have read it, have fun. Love ya. of wet burps I have to edit out of these episodes so many was so unfortunate and this last episode I edited so much giggling (laughs) we're the worst about the giggling so much giggling because here's the thing here's the thing that I realized I was Mm -hmm. like we do a really good job we're very funny yeah problem is very funny very hot but then we laugh for five minutes after every joke. That's the best part of the podcast. No, though. it's not. Though. Yeah, no, it <laughs> is. I'm listening to it and I'm like, this is. We just need to say the joke and then and, and then, then laugh a little bit, laugh a and little then bit, stop and laughing. then move on. But but how will you know that I think it's funny if I don't laugh for a really long time? And the problem is that we like we like build the laugh off of each other and the fact that the other one is laughing makes makes the other one laugh more and Mm -hmm. yeah anyway we're recording we're recording Mm -hmm. now so hi hi everybody thanks for coming to our podcast today i'm jillian i almost said i'm maggie you're not (laughs) i'm not maggie silly goose i am (laughs) um yes I'm Maggie. <laughs> I am not. And we also have a third person here today. Andrew, introduce yourself. Andrew. That's, that's so good. That's my husband, Andrew. He's going to be really good on a podcast. He's going to be so he's gonna good gonna at He's going to be this. so good on a podcast. He's really good at talking and he, and he uh, doesn't hate it at all. And Except we're talking about um, a book that he likes very much. So... So he may end up talking more than any of us. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I have to be careful not to. No, don't. don't just be your best self. Be your best mm-hmm. self. You're going to do great. Hey, hey, hey. Speak your truth. Hey, shh. Mm. But, but, but don't. Hey, shh, shh. Speak your just truth. Just talk whatever you want. Yeah, do what you want. Do the talky talks. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what are we here to talk about today, Max? Guys, we are going to do our first book review. Hell yeah, brother. Where we actually... I read a book that Jillian recommended. Yes, I did. read... Gideon the Ninth. Hell yeah. Okay. I did not read the full series. Full disclosure. So we Just Jillian, read the first one. Just read the so first gonna one. So we're going to be very careful with how we talk about Jillian this. and Andrew apparently had to have a full-blown we had discussion. To have, we had to have a huddle. No, no, no. I had to coach her. Okay. Okay. We had to have a huddle because <laughs> Jillian doesn't necessarily always remember the lines between did, books Did Jillian tell you about the editing discussions we had? I did, the, yeah. When this came up the first I time? mentioned one thing in the original episode on Gideon the Ninth that I thought was revealed at the beginning but turns out was revealed at the very end of the book so I had to cut it out of the podcast. Okay. okay. Um, uh. Yeah, like a rather 
isn't a major thing. It's from the pool scene. It's rather it's from it's the rather pool scene. Pivotal. I can't even remember. I mentioned because I mentioned <clears throat> that the reason that Gideon uh, was disliked in the ninth house was because she didn't die. That everyone was terrified. Do you said that? Yes. I said I didn't. <laughs> yes. I didn't say I didn't say the real reason. She why, said that um, like all the kid, all the all. She said that all the. Uh, um, all the kids died, and she didn't die with everybody else. Sort yeah, of that's like a huge thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I uh, but I didn't I didn't say the real reason that people died. I just said a lot of people died. Uh, that a lot of people died, <clears throat> and she didn't die. Yeah. I said it was an illness. I think. Yeah. To be fair, this book is very cryptic with its information, and it reveals things like very, sort of very, very slowly. slowly over time. And there's a lot of overlap, especially when you get into the other two books. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of overlap of things that are like first mentioned in the first, like you know, fucking like first or second chapter of the first book the, this, that aren't revealed until like you know late, can, way later on. I can understand how y'all so, had to have a huddle. This, it was the only. This book series is designed to be reread. It's one of the series that is. It is so incredibly you're 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 tripping your way through a dark woods the first time Hmm. and then the reread is a completely different experience because now you're catching every heavy-handed oh i thought they were talking about this they were in fact in on this thing that we didn't find out until book three and they were (sighs) kind of talking to themselves about it and it's very funny um especially even having just read gideon rereading gideon after having read it is like just like listening to everything that dulcinea says dulcinea in air quotes Mm -hmm. says we're gonna get into that so (laughs) fucking sketch reading it back it's like oh so clear because you'll get further context of her character, obviously, in the second book, but... Like, she had, she did not hide things very much, but no one had any to. reason to believe that that was even possible yeah. to be happening. Yeah. So nobody questioned any of the yeah. shit that she said. Um, and she knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why she said it. I was suspicious. I would love... I am very proud of the fact, though every everybody was suspicious in that freaking book. Don't be suspicious. No, but everybody was suspicious in that book. But Dulcinea being Dulcinea, I was like, what is up with that bitch? She's so suspicious. And I just want to reveal, first of all, I want to let you guys know that your description of this book in abstract terms yeah. was the most accurate that thing is I've my ever most, I think that is my, my most spot on in abstract terms in terms of mouthfeel that I've ever done. Now that I'm I've read the book, of it. <laughs> I am like, oh my god, mm-hmm. dusty basement, tweed jacket, it's ice cold in there, do I'm, not have the heat on, do not I'm have the heat solving on. that mystery, the red twine on the board, sucking down the Trenta ice coffee that Trenta I made at home, coffee. but all the ice is melted because I made it hours ago. I, okay, I'm going to show you guys, I'm going to reveal to you. So we first have, this says Gideon reactions, I'm showing them my notes app. Is it, is this like your live reactions? These are my live reactions that I typed down in the moment, and then there was a part where I said, Hold on. <laughs> I need a pen. And I started jotting things <laughs> down. Oh my gosh. This, and this, what you're seeing. This I'm literally gonna, looks like a detective's note. That's what I'm saying. 
I started just writing down. I've got black ink. I've got red ink. I've got question marks. Who is left? <laughs> I've got who is left. I've got writing down suspects. I've got this bitch is suspicious here. Red, multiple red circles on certain names and all kinds of stuff. And <clears throat> I... Because I needed to. Cause mm-hmm. I, and I've never read... Yeah, you can go ahead and read that. Well, I, I'm assuming this is this podcast is spoilers from the beginning. And yeah. Beginning, right? mm-hmm. Spoilers for Gideon the Ninth. No spoilers for Harrow the Ninth or Nona the Ninth. Um, yeah, no, it's funny just looking at your notes because looking back at them and what's really funny um, to go back and reread this book on the reread, obviously on the reread, but uh, every description... Of, um, um, oh God. Uh. Who? Um, Seventh Cav. Um. Oh. Lai, oh, what's his name? La, 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 They all had weird fucking names. Prostolos, or. Prostolos? Prostolos. 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 Hold on, hold on. I'm pulling up the Dramatis Personae. Hang on. But all the descriptions of him, once you go back and reread it, and especially once you go back and reread it, knowing that Harrow clocks what's wrong with him, like, day one. Protezolaus. Protezolaus. Okay. Did you read her uh, name notes in the back of the book? No. The the back of the book, I would show you in physical, but uh, our copy has left the house. I'm sorry. I'm just, no, it's just going. Cause she she goes through and like she goes through each an author's commentary name. of all mm. the names and like books. has like a pr- pronunciation guide and like little notes on um like why like let me find a funny one. Speaking of names, I want to while you're f- trying to find that, uh, I wrote this um, live <clears throat> note here. Uh, because I was reading it and going like, what is going on with these crazy Latin names? These are insane. And then I wrote this once I figured it out. I said, I'm an idiot. The Necro's names are attached to the number of their planet. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Did you do I, How long did you figure that out? Let me tell you, halfway through the book. <laughs> I was over here so confused by the weird Latin names until I figured it out. Moron. That's what I wrote. I wrote down moron. And she talks about that because this is one of those books as well that... So here's the one, the, here's the note about Palamides' name. Palamides, at first I had a coarse comparison here, but then I removed it. Sextus, us as in bus rather than us of nonagesimus. Sex, as in, you'd have to be weird to want this with Harrow. <laughs> Sex pal. Sex pal. Um, no, this, this is one of those uh, book series as well that it's very apparent as you're reading through it that uh, she... There are some books that are very, like, Gardner and that architect where, like, the author was... You know, the story was growing as they were writing it mm-hmm. and... And they'll do, like, they'll rework things to be foreshadowing beforehand. This yeah. is, the story was, ob- like, she knows what happened yeah. from the get-go. And she's just dropping little hints <laughs> and little nuggets here and there. It's, uh, oh. I, was, I was trying to think of another 
another series that's like that, and the only one I could come up with that's quite as deep as Stormlight, just in that, mm, yeah. you know, there's thousands of years of history behind it, yeah. and they've done the footwork of uh, building up why the cultures are the way they are. And she talks about in that naming convention how like last names from most of the most of the houses aren't really a thing, right? In the same way, like they don't have family names; they have names and like a name, like of dedication to their house. Yeah. And uh, I on on the sorry the note under Protesilaus's name says note Protesilaus is the first hero to die at Troy. He is also the first band who dies as a result of the Lictor trials. LOL. Johnny Quick Death would have also been a good pick. <laughs> Johnny Quick She's Death. She's so fucking funny. And like this is the thing that I remember when I was talking to you about it in the in the episode was I was like I'm telling you about about mysteries and about and about the pain, yeah. the deep emotional yeah. um bordering on physical pain that it makes you feel. Yeah. And and then I go and it's written so funny and you go, "Oh, really?" Yeah. And I'm like <laughs> No, because yes. no, because when you look at the cover and you and you start reading about it's it's a very dark atmosphere. It's, oh. a, it's honestly not normally my cup of tea. I don't yeah. normally like the things that dark and gritty. Um, gothic. But, it's it's gothic yeah. architecture in literary right. form. I and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is kind of uh, ugh, this is dark. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this. And then Gideon enters the scene and, starts and talking. says anything, and I just. I just immediately fell in love. And I, and when you said you were devastated, um, I had a feeling about what was coming. I had a feeling. And so when I met Gideon, I said, no, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Because I knew, especially, especially during their duel. And... Uh, uh, I have to rethink this Which person's duel? name every single time. Uh, the, dar- the duel between Gideon and Harrow, I... Oh, at the beginning? Iglamine? Iglamine. Mm-hmm. Iglamine. I got it right. Okay. Iglamine? Or... No. Iglamine. Iglamine. I, when is like, you know, come on, come on, Gideon, you need to be respectful to your, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, oh, do you mean I should throw her a bone? And I went, oh, no, her I'm s- in love. Her stupid puns are so fucking good. She's so stupid. And then, and oh, then, you talk now? You'll wish she didn't. Oh, my God. That's so good. And then and then when, when oh, what's his fucking name? Fifth House Cavalier. Uh, Magnus. Magnus. And Magnus starts making these terrible dad joke puns. And Gideon's just like, mental no. Every time he, every time he says anything, she's like, saving oh, but that one, I'm saving that one for later. See, I can't speak right now, but I'm saving that one for later. And I just, it's so funny to me thinking about, I love that this was written from her perspective because I'm thinking about the picture. I'm looking at the cover of the book and I'm thinking all of these people staring at her. I mean, what a picture she made with the freaking skull paint, sunglasses, sword at the hip, this big, big fucking old... bitch with a big fucking sword. Like, has, well, she doesn't have the big sword for most of them. She has the, she's the rapier. She's the she's got a cool rapier. She's got like but, a black But obviously this rapier, very athletic, intimidating looking person. Bright orange hair. Yeah. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, they have no idea what an idiot she is. No idea what an idiot inside. she is. And, she, and she's, she's the biggest, most lovable fucking idiot. And I and love the- it. I love that she got to just cosplay as a scary person. And that's this so fucking book. funny. And it's so funny. And the thing is, the thing is, it's like she, she like, looks scary, but she is 
scary. Yeah. She could kill anybody. Oh. At the end, at the end, when she's already in, and um, and she's talking to Harrow in her mind, and uh, and Harrow's like, in a fair fight, we might have, we might have fought, and to a draw, but this wasn't a fucking fair fight. No. <laughs> Because we're... Gideon is a badass and Dulcinea had turbo cancer. No. And, and, well, even just the first, She had been like... actively dying of cancer for about conservatively 10,000 years. And 10, then calamities made it way worse. Yeah. No, the, I mean, even from the first, like, duel at the first house, when all of them were like, hey, we're just kind of dueling, uh, when, uh, what's her face from, um, third, Corona, is like, oh, you know, I'm just, we're just gonna duel. You wanna hang out? And Gideon silently walks in and takes down Magnus in three moves. She's insane. And I'm sitting here reading with also- a weapon that is not her preferred weapon. And I'm listening and I'm going, I am horny. I. <laughs> well, it's because also she's, she um, is very much the, the fish out of water, like, not unreliable narrator, but like uneducated narrator. Like she's compl- she's the most in the dark person of anybody who's there because she yes. was not raised in the culture. Essentially, she was raised as an outsider in her own house, but which is why in the outsider house. So like Harrow, she's an outsider of the outsiders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Harrow's like that's also the funny thing going back after you've, especially after you've been in Harrow's head for in like the second book yeah. and on and going back and knowing how much she did know and how much she didn't. Right. And very much like she's doing to Gideon or like Gideon's perception of her is much the same as everyone else's perception of the both of them because right. they're very much just making shit up as they go. Yeah. Har- no. Harrow's got more of a grasp on the entire situation, but Gideon's completely fucking well, in the dark. What makes it, and I was, re- I was saying that as well when I wrote, you know, my live reactions or whatever. I was saying Gideon is the perfect narrator for this because she has no idea what's going right. on. She's the last person to find and out about any of this. And it's not just her being dumb. Yeah. It's 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 not like sometimes when you have a narrator that's like, and what's going on? And it's like, and it feels like they're fishing for plot sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> and it, it's, it, it feels like reaching. But Gideon does not feel like she's reaching. No. I don't, I don't, and I don't think it's because she was dumb. I think, no, no, the, they, she wrote it so well that it's just, everyone is so sneaky and there's so much nuance to everything. And there's so many dark corners that you just, you, how can you as Gideon keep up with all of the details? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it's beautifully unraveled Mm -hmm. to us. Absolutely. Speaking of. Moments where it was beautifully unraveled. Mm. The fucking pool scene. <laughs> Which kind of blows me away. The fucking audiobooks, um, the trial for the audiobook is the beginning of the pool scene. Is it? It is. Which is why, like, I played the first, like, couple of sentences for you to, like, to see what the narrator sounded like when I was trying to get you to read the book and then i realized i'm like this is the fucking pool scene because it's talking about like her setting up the skeletons around the perimeter yeah. and i'm like that is that is not how much cool, of it did they, yeah. how much of it did they i, I don't they know how far want, in they, they probably go. wanted a scene that had both of them in it yeah yeah but and that, a scene that <sighs> is not like giving 
as much plot. So if it's like it's, the very beginning of it before they the actually duel? get in the water. Why not do the beginning I, duel? I don't know. Scene? Usually, usually those little snippets are of something fairly close to the beginning of the yeah. book. So I, it, that is kind of stupid and weird that it was. It was fucking the fucking wild. cool scene, but <clears throat> literally heartbreaking. Like mm. like Harrow just like divulging all of these awful, terrible things about herself that she had no control over. Right. Um, that she is held back from everyone and not told anybody about. And to the one person who was personally victimized by it the most. Yeah. And at this point, she is she's so invested in Gideon. And she's like her only friend. Even though... She's also, like, one of her worst enemies. Yeah. And it's it literally breaks my fucking heart. Like, she says all of this shit to Gideon, tells her everything about all the kids and how Gideon was supposed to die. She wasn't spared. Like, it's something fucky happened and you didn't die. That's why everyone was freaked out. And, and Gideon's like, God, I'm so sorry, Hera. Which just shows, like, how, like, just the, just the breadth of... Gideon as a character and how how She's much she can precious. forgive instantly. Precious. And 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 it's like, okay, now I have an explanation. And there's no reason for her to And be. yes, you did all those things for uh, to me. But that doesn't mean what you did went through wasn't terrible. <laughs> and then Hera's reaction to it, you apologize to me, she bellowed. You apologize to me now. You say that you're sorry when I spent my life destroying you. You're my whipping girl. I hurt you because it was a relief. I exist I exist because my parents killed everyone and relegated you to a life of abject misery and they would have killed you too and not given it a second goddamn thought. I have spent your life trying to make you regret that you weren't dead all because I regretted that I wasn't. I ate you alive and you have the temerity to tell me that you're sorry. Also the, the foreshadowing of her saying <clears throat> I ate you alive. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of tragic, like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. That's... I have lived my whole wretched life at your mercy, yours alone, and God knows I deserve to die at your hand. You are my only friend. I am undone without you. I am undone without you. That part, I <sighs> sobbed. I'm <laughs> sobbing, weeping puddle on the floor. Are you fucking me? Are you fucking kidding me? And there you go. That's the same. That that whole that <laughs> Shut whole up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that whole that whole um that confession to her being so vulnerable and knowing she doesn't deserve it, knowing she doesn't deserve any kind of forgiveness. No, and Harrow fully went into <laughs> that conversation thinking she's going to hate me even more, but she deserves to know, and if she fucking drowns me in this pool, I deserve it. Yeah, and then Gideon just hugs her. She hugs her, and she thinks she's being drowned at first. And then she realizes it's a hug, and she tries to resist it, but she Gideon struggles won't more. let go. She struggles more she when struggles she, more when she realizes Gideon is hugging her than when she thinks Gideon is killing her. And But Gideon doesn't let go. She's a dark little ball of self-loathing. Too many words, Gideon said confidently. How about these? One flesh, one end, bitch. One flesh, one end, bitch! The ninth house rat necromancer flushed nearly black. Gideon tilted her head up and caught her gaze. Say it, loser. 
One flesh, one end, Harrow repeated fumblingly, and then could say no more. <sighs> I'm I'm pretty sure, um, I need to double check, but uh, yeah, uh, Tam Samir, the, the author, she's, like we were saying before, she uh, very much, like a lot in our generation, grew up on Tumblr, like the Tumblr fandom stuff and everything else. Love. And... Uh, in talking about the series of or the series as a whole, she was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty much like writing this for me, like writing stuff that I, I, I the book series that I wish somebody wrote." And uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yep." Uh, after re- reading about this, after I'm like, "Yeah, that fucking tracks." I was like, "Oh yeah, grew up cat in a Catholic household." And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." The religious uh-huh. trauma is strong with this one. <laughs> it's so strong. And the amount of like deep cut biblical nods and lore and references oh, and yeah. the names and everything else. And I, this was, this was from back, I, I spent the last 15 minutes trying to find this screenshot of this Tumblr post that someone linked to that I've had, like, I think I, I sent it. I sent it to like uh, you and Taylor, I think when I was Taylor's first, my sister-in-law. Uh, when I was first trying to, get literally anybody else in my life to read these right. books. Um, this person's like, I think ultimately my favorite thing about the religion in the locked tomb universe is just how unnecessary it was for John to even do that. Like he didn't have to make himself God. He didn't have to start Catholicism too, sexier, gayer and with a hundred percent more skeletons. <laughs> he could have just made himself a regular dictator and called it a day. But he was like, no, I need nuns. I need saints. I need stained glass crucifix windows on my spaceship and a crown made of infant finger bones. I need ritual cannibalism and a universe, a universally weird relationship with human remains i'm going to shake the catholic church through a sieve until all the bigotry falls out and keep only the drama and the aesthetic do you hear me and he was fucking right it slaps (laughs) i'm like yep that's it's it's all the style and all like the the gothic architecture and pomp and circumstance but with skulls and bones everywhere you're so right it is a big skeleton hand middle finger to the catholic church this whole book this whole series it really is they have (laughs) rosaries made out of knuckle bones did you have something you wanted to read i have i want to read the whole book i want to read the whole book i want to i want to read the whole book (laughs) <laughs> Let's start. Chapter one. Chapter one. <laughs> no, no. Do we need to talk about the end? I might cry talking about it. <laughs> so, for one thing... Mm-hmm. Um, well, before you talk about the end, what do you think of the haunted house murder oh, mystery in space? Oh, yes. First of all, that whole... Ookie spooky. Ookie spooky was so fun in, in, like, a terrifying way. Horrifying. But it was so fun because immediately you start going, I gotta pay attention to every single detail of everything everyone I got, says I, everything and Everything that everyone says, everything that anyone and does. And I love it. And there are it. still, and the thing about it is that, like, there's this whole ooky, spooky, haunted house murder mystery going on here. And even at the end of the book, when we know who's doing most of the murders... Or all of the murders, we don't really know because there's still some question marks in there some are. of the things that happened. I like, still don't know who the, the ooky spooky writing on the wall when in the room when the teenagers death died? to the death, death to the fourth house death to the fourth house that so there are parts about that. How that, did someone get into that room and kill Jean Marie while Gideon was sleeping? And How, like teacher is terrified of the basement and won't go down there. And is that because 
of uh, Kithrae are walking around. No. That's, that's, that's pre-existing. That's a totally separate thing. That's pre-existing. And them even coming to the house. Yeah. And, and, yeah. So there are still, like, big question marks sort of layered in there, even though you think you have the answer, but it's still like, but wait, what about this? Wait, what about this? And it's not plot holes. It's not plot They're just holes. missing pieces in the puzzle. They're just, <laughs> they're just pieces that are going to be answered in other books. And some of them. Like, not yet answered. <laughs> Great. But I know they will be. Great. I trust and believe that they will be. You've but... got to. No, there was there's so many questions I had. Um, like Gideon's whole how where did she come from? Where did she come from? Where did she go? Where did she come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Joe. <laughs> no, but where did she come this from? The, and thank you and for I coming knew- to a podcast with Spun Dragons. It's time for the dance break. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they because th- when I read like um, when Gideon said, "Oh yeah, I, I, I showed up." in a spaceship and you know my mother was close to no oxygen and i just was there a baby well she didn't show up in a spaceship she fell from orbit yes fell from orbit and and just and i'm sitting here like that's gotta be there's there's a story there there's There's something fucky about that i don't know this 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 isn't the force awakens yeah like the ship flying away of like who are her parents we'll figure it out we'll figure it out when we decide two movies later it's like no there's a story there no there's gotta be a story there and and then like uh i i wrote down i was like is gideon like a chosen one or something because i need what is going on here and then when they, the the note that she finds in one of the rooms where it says, please tell Gideon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something, something, something. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> What's happening? And and just, and then um, how uh, Kit, what's her name again? Kitharaya. Kitharaya talks about, oh, I knew my, I knew a Gideon and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Are you guys covering, you're, you're covering your faces. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. I'm trying not to reveal okay. Duly noted. with my face. Duly noted. So um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna listen, I'm gonna nod, and I'm just gonna cover my face, because I don't want you to see just my Just ignore expense. her. Just ignore me. I'm, I'm more used to doing this, because let me tell you, getting live reactions from this one through three books, because I was ahead of her for all three of them. Mm. That's my favorite part about reading. I mean, most of the things that Andrew reads, I read after him, and that's my favorite part, because I'll just be like... I'll just send him strings of Snapchats yeah. of just and being I'm, like, and know, this is happening. What's I'm going so on? I'm so happy oh. that I can provide that for you. <laughs> I'm so happy you can provide that outlet. It must be nice. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cut <sighs> that out. <laughs> no, it was sound good. It was for emphasis. Emphasis. <laughs> right. right. Okay, there was a part that I need to find because it was very important for me. Okay. Now that you know at least the initial mystery while you're scrolling through all that, were there what sort of uh, theories were you crafting rolling through it? Because I have a couple. Um, that... I can read them to you. Um, like, what did you think about teacher? Because you know, because you 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 know going on that there's something up. <laughs> Just walking away while talking. <laughs> Andrew's just getting a drink. He's getting a drink. 
You know what? We're in, this you, is your house. You told me to be my true self. You, I told you're you, right. We you're did so say right. That. We did say that. Grip it and rip it. We're in your house. Grip it and rip it, King. Thank you. Oh my God! Just there's so many good moments. I'm the, I'm I'm reading this one particular part where um, all of the the second house, which first of all, hate them. <laughs> They're you the stupid. You, you don't don't like the autocratic uh, career soldiers that want just to declare martial law at the drop of a hat. No, well, I don't like be, them. It's not the drop of a hat. Shit was going south, but they were being very selfish. They, <laughs> they did drop a hat about it though. Like, like, do first of all, they dropped a glove and hat thrown back. In first face. of all, you went after calamities. Don't come after. Don't. That's my baby. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't you come after. You turn to my babies and go, hey, give me the keys. I can accept almost any criticism about any book, but if you come for my baby, <laughs> my baby <laughs> that boy. Was, that was honestly one of the things I was most terrified in the book. I was telling Jill about this. I was so terrified of the heel turn. Of a heel turn. Do you know what a heel turn is? Mm-mm. Um, in wrestling, a heel is a term for, like, the villains in, like, wrestling arcs. Mm. And, like, faces are, like, the heroes. So, like, John Cena is, like, a face. And, like, okay. the Undertaker and people like that are okay. the heel. Or are heels. I'm giving the impression that I know a lot more about wrestling than I actually do. You were thinking Palamides was gonna... Well, no. Like, there's the, the term for... the Like, a heel turn is usually when, like, a character that's normally a face or a good guy, like suddenly turns evil or reveals that they were evil the whole time and with every, all the other layers of the book I was just waiting for like Palamides to double cross them or to have been like know, doing his was... doing his 4D chess like playing them but no he's doing 4D chess as the world's goodest boy and like the golden boy that's just trying part to of help everybody and just figuring it all out in the process the, the world's goodest bestest one, one of the three smartest people in that house and that, by far the best person of all three of them. That conversation with quote unquote Dulcinea, where he's like, and and I was waiting for it too because mm. when he freezes Gideon and he's like looking at her like don't move, and he goes into that room where Dulcinea is, and he's like, you know, I'm I just I don't know why you didn't talk to me, blah 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 blah. I I and they're having this lovely gonna... little heart to heart conversation. This was so fucking iconic and then he of him. literally goes. What did you do with Dulcinea Septimus? And I'm just like, oh my god! Oh my god, it's happening! <laughs> and it's then happening. And then he gives her turbo cancer while she monologues, <laughs> and then explodes. <laughs> I was like, that that so true, King. <laughs> that is our king right there. That is my king. That and. Period. And, and then the other funny part about that is is when when Gideon has to tell Camilla and he's and she's like, Palamides is dead and Camilla's like, Did he say anything? And Gideon's like, <laughs> He said he loves you. And Camilla's like, No, he fucking didn't. What, what did no, he, he say? Didn't say that. Right, he didn't. You're right, he didn't. <laughs> he said that you would know what to do. And she said, Great, Got you're it. right, I do. <laughs> Ah! I love ah! and every time every scene where like he and Harrow have a standoff and I'm thinking like oh no they're gonna reveal something about Harrow and then Palamides is just like Harrow why didn't you say anything and she's like well you know blah 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 and then it's because like, Harrow's like nobody's my friend and Palamides is like yeah I'm everybody's fine. friend why didn't you tell me it's fine <laughs> he just, just instantly is like oh she's like 
he instantly recognizes that she's on his level of competency, not quite, like sheer drive, and or like he she passes or she kind of passes him in just you know self destructive right. motivation and drive, but of an intellectual equal like, because Harrow taught herself fucking everything she knows. Like yeah. she is a self taught Which... prodigy, and he is. Because also, I, to the Mozart of Bones. Like, I don't know if it's entirely apparent in the first book or not. It's not something that's strictly spelled out. But him as Master Warden, like Harrow is, he's not just like the, the scion of the house. He's the leader of the house. Like, he is head librarian of the archive. Like, he is, he is not the smartest boy on every topic, but he is pretty much top boy. I... And First, he recognizes right away that he's like, no, Harrow, like, recognizes a, like, a comrade, like a yeah. fellow. And, and he's just so, he's, sorry, I can't keep No, going. keep going. He, he's just so, like, almost bemused and annoyed that he's like, you're, you're resisting trying to be friendly with me. He's like, yeah. you're, you're trying so fucking hard, just like. I wish, I wish that he could go on. And I, I loved reading about him. I love him. I loved reading about him. Speaking of Harrow. So incredible. Okay. Obviously an incredible talent. This one particular part where he brings her over because the lock is like busted bl- busted, or filled with some kind oh, of matter. Oh, with, with the regenerating ash. And like the, yeah, the, the regenerating ash. And he's like, I, you know, I just wanted you to look at it and confirm my suspicions. And she, and he, uh, okay, so I'm going to read you this part. I didn't bring you here to remove it, Sextus said. I just brought you here to confirm, which you've done nicely. Thank you. Excuse me, I never said I couldn't remove it. One eyebrow went up above the thick spectacles. You don't think... It was the Harrowhark of old who responded, the one who walked down dusty ninth house halls as though crushing purple silk beneath her feet. Sextus, she said blandly, I'm embarrassed for you that you can't. (laughs) She's so iconic! She's such a shady bitch they, they she's are, like the miranda priestly of bones <laughs> they, they they are, are very much of a symbol of a, they, they i would put them at the same level but he is the book smart and he's got his mm-hmm. skills are in a very different wheelhouse mm-hmm. with his psychometry and like being able to like carbon date things with magic yeah. and everything else she's got the uh like once in a lifetime prodigy brute force level just pure power, power to back up the entire lifetime bent uh, to study because of self loathing and yes. self hatred. Yes, and God, it's just gorgeous. Just that beautiful shady. <laughs> I mean, the they, attitude they, she has, and like they, they kind of. Uh, it's fun as well because they they start the or they she starts the book with. You know, an initial little scuffle between Gideon and Harrow, and you find out that he, once again Harrow's been like three steps ahead, and like um, caught on to uh, Gideon's escape plans, and like planted bones in the field to grow skeletons out. But the whole her ability to just make a full construct out of a shard of bone—it's just like yeah, that's something she does. And then it's only as you go through the rest of the like as you meet the other necromancers, like, and she's oh, the o- she's the only like bone mage out of any of yeah. them. And you start to see how much effort everyone else takes, and you're yeah. like, oh, like what she's doing is not normal. Oh yeah, like she's in a class of her own, and then you find out why. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that that'll. 
That'll do it. She's an entire generation of people. Speaking of other people's powers, mm-hmm. I was just like, I was blown away by all of the different specialties that each house had. I still don't understand all of them, if I'm being honest. You're really you're really just thrown into this universe you and you're left to just kind of start and picking it's funny, up the so, pieces. Um, there's, there's quite a few um, AMAs that Tamsin's done, especially after like Harrow and Nona. And one of them, I think it might've been after Nona or maybe, or maybe it was after Harrow. But the, uh, the person was asking her like, like much the same, like blown away by like the magic systems and specialties of all the different houses. Did you know what you like, or like the magic system of necromancy as a whole? Yes. Yeah. You, you find out a lot about it through this book, but once you step into Harrow's head... Yeah. In the next book, you are seeing all the necromancy from the pilot seat. So now you'll you'll get even more into the magic and the science of it. And also, that was one of the things I, I loved uh, in, like, in the world building, because it's all... it It's spoken of and very... Because necromancy, you talk to any Judge Schmiel on the street, they're going to know it from like D&D or something. It's like, oh, you're a necromancer. It's magic. And then they start talking about theorems and equations and everything else. You're like, oh, shit. And then you get down into the laboratory and that starts to scratch into my favorite trope in fiction, which is like the ancient, advanced, like lost civilization sort of stuff. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's like thousands of years of advancement and knowledge that was just lost yeah and you're like oh was this always a magical world or yeah did, did they achieve the magic like what like and how some old of it, is necromancy some of it felt like some of the artifacts that they were discovering felt very modern day mm-hmm. like of our world mm-hmm. and you know you're sitting there scratching it's very head. post-apocalyptic yeah and like, okay what did the world look like before yeah. it is before the resurrection? Because you know, because you're told kind of on the face of it, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it's ten thousand years after an apocalypse where this necro god literally brought everyone back to life after they died? Question mark. Sort in of. Some maybe. way for some reason somehow. I. I just was blown away by the, and again, great way to introduce the world through Gideon's eyes because you are, you're kind of like, okay, this is, it's kind of just a skim over, like, we're not going to get into all of this and all of the theorems. This is the basics. Like, Gideon's understanding is, okay, Harrow does bones. And this person does sciencey stuff, and this person can He's summon spirits, and this person sucks the soul out of, which that was horrifying. Yeah, to say the least. Um, you know, you know it's bad, and all the other spooky mages are like, "The fuck are you doing? Stop it!" Oh my god, horrifying. Um, and I wrote this down because that whole confrontation with Ianthe. When she when she villain monologues or like she has she her villain monologues she's figured out how to become a lictor which her all of her imagery of her <laughs> powers it's all this goop and pus and creepy shit um, and then it's all the flesh whatever happened to what's his name um, Nibiris Nib- like her calf not like, her calves um, the eighth's calf oh column column that imagery. Of whatever the fuck happened to Column. Which also, by the end of the book, you're like, what the fuck was that? What was that? 
He's what like, was oh, that? Oh, that was... Because... Because th- that's when the, he first did it. T- that's one of the things where teachers like, there is shit here. You don't want to... That is an open door you're leaving. No, and I I listened to that and I had to go back and read it. Be, read it with my eyes. Because I was like, what? Wait, 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 wait. That wasn't... Um, that wasn't the necromancer doing that. That was just something else. He was drained so much of his life force and then something else... Like his soul got lost. Inhabited somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And his eyes turned into mouths. <laughs> Gross. And I was I was listening to it doing my dishes and I just and I'm sitting there scrubbing and I just go and I just pause everything in soapy water. Yeah, the uh, horrified the, the thirds specialty what do they call it? I think it's animophilia, but it's like meat magic, basically. It's like hair. Yeah. Basically, like, or it's like flesh magic or flesh yeah. focused, whereas uh, Harrow is focused, like, you know, she can do some other necromancy, but hers is all bones. like, like, uh, yeah, bones and marrow and like anything with the word osseo in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but theirs is all like skin, flesh, fat, yeah. muscle. Which was gross. When she needs a, when she needs a boost, she's eating some some of uh, Nibirius's hair and like oh, nails. God. That that part, I, I read also that I was like, like what? Blah. Like book design for a reader, which is funny. Jillian's reading order was Gideon, Harrow, Gideon, Nona. Because as soon as she finished Harrow, she immediately went back and started rereading Gideon okay. again. But the list of things when um, I need to do a reread, I. For as much as I read, I don't do a lot of rereads. Speaking of reread, I was going back to find the soul siphoning scene. I know, you haven't talked in a minute. To read some (laughs) of the things that Dulcinea, air quotes, said during that scene. Because that is one of the things that is the most striking in a reread. Is listening to all the shit that Kitherea says before they know that she's Kitherea. Because she's she's an adult among children for the entire book. Gideon is telling her that she doesn't want her to die because she's like so sick and blah, blah, blah. And Dulcinea says, I don't plan on it, you know. Dulcinea said, though her voice was thinning now like water poured into milk, she closed her eyes with a gravelly sigh. I'll probably live forever. Worse luck. Whatever happened to one flesh, one end. And then uh, a couple pages later, um... Gideon is sort of talking about how she's, you know, not that great and blah, blah, blah. And Dulcinea says, you're wrong there, she said. If you want to know what I think, I think that you're a cavalier worthy of a lictor. I want to see that, what you'd become. I wonder if the reverend daughter even knows what she has in you. Oh, my God. What a shady... Ooh. Ooh. Literally? Things to look at when you reread. Literally anything that Dulcinea says. Literally anything that Dulcinea says. you never meet Dulcinea in the book. Yeah. There was one particular part that she says where she was like, I feel like I've been doing this for what feels like 10,000 years. Yeah. I I saved that and I went, that seems like an odd hyperbole. (laughs) What an oddly specific number of years to list. But you Almost were saying a myriad, you would say. Things to go back and read. Well, it's literally anything out of her mouth. <laughs> Any description of, um, pro, uh, um, I cannot remember how to say his name again. Her calf. Protisilaus. Protisilaus. Because, like, leading to the wedge that Harrow and Gideon are driving between themselves because they won't fucking talk for most of the book. Or, no, Harrow won't talk for most yeah. of the book. Gideon's trying. Harrow's not letting her. Um... But Harrow clocked that that motherfucker's dead yeah. and shambling from the beginning. <clears throat> and every description 
of like the the number of different ways that she described his like pallid like skin tone yeah. Yeah. and like tight lipped and yeah. like, he does talk once or twice, which just goes to show how uh, how good Kithrea is at their their beautiful death, like right. in, imitating life. But she was literally just puppeteering him the entire time. Yeah. You never meet him or real Dulcinea. So, like, anything with those two. Watching what they say every time. Watching her all of her descriptions of his. Oh, that's it. And then watching Corona Beth pr- pretend to be a necromancer the whole time. Oh, my God. And, like, literally. The, 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 little, the little notes of, like... And Corona Beth, of course, looked like she was barely breaking a sweat. Like, Ianthea's, like, shake Because at first... It looks like Ianthe's barely holding it together yeah. and is like the frail one that needs support and Cronabeth is just full but of no, life she's doing and is the barely work. doing anything. It's because Ianthe's the only one doing anything and Cronabeth is just acting. She's doing the work of two necromancers. Literally. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole storyline, and there were so many moments with Cronabeth. I was like, this doesn't seem... I, I didn't trust anybody in the book. Let's just be honest. I The whole book, I was like, I don't trust any of you. And, Even Harrow. I was like, I don't trust her. <laughs> and uh, Ianthe, obviously, you'll see in the second book. One of the few characters that'll actually care. Will I? Well, because uh, people walking away from the house at the end of the book. Like, she and Harrow, the, having having been the only two that succeeded oh, at the end of the book. okay. As, like, becoming new saints. Yeah, I kind of figured because Gideon's body disappears in Cal... Camilla? Camilla. Camilla's body disappears as well. Um, and I figured that was going to come up somehow. Um, boy, oh boy, was I blown away by the fact that the priests were all dead. Which again goes to show, I'm like, what is going on here? The fact that they, the second signaled to somebody to mm-hmm. for help. And the, the entire, just the ho- entire operation shut down. The fact that there were souls actually um, existing inside of those skeletons. Well, it, Nobody it, it, was actually, like, puppeting them. They, those were souls yeah, they inhabiting were, they those were, skeletons. They were revenants bound to bones, and they weren't just one revenant either, which is why, uh, which was fun, because that was one of the things, like, as they were going through that lab, I was like, I remember stopping the book when they described getting to the... Uh, or looking at the board that had the pins all like kind of string tied together into groups and listing them to the groups. And I was like, it's the, I remember realizing that they're talking about the priests in like pulling them in. Yeah. Cause teacher is the strongest one. And he is like 300 odd souls or something just like rolled into a melange. Oh my God. And like shoved into this one dude to become like this immortal construct that, thing that that was that was uh, talking about like theories early on i think I, I know we mentioned that earlier i don't remember if we actually because you were looking for notes in the book but like theories that you theory crafted while going through the book i kept waiting for a teacher to actually be teacher to not be to like i kept waiting for the reveal to be that he was uh god the whole time oh yeah like what because he's he's acting weird i was like okay is he gonna turn out to like be personally overseeing the trials yeah from the beginning and it's like you know when everything goes to hell in a handbasket and like it all starts coming apart i'm like okay no he was he was not normal he was not a human but he wasn't god masquerading yeah it's 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 the in the soul siphoning scene where Harrow is siphoning from Gideon to get through the room, the pain, the room, and then Gideon is like in major pain, and Dulcinea is like 
comforting her and trying to oh, keep her suspicious. awake. Awake. She says to Gideon while Gideon is writhing in pain and not really comprehending exactly everything that she's saying. She says, it's all right. You're all right, Gideon. Gideon, you're so young. Don't give yourself away. You do know it's not worth it. None of this is worth it at all. It's cruel. It's so cruel. You are so young and vital and alive. Gideon, you're all right. Remember this and don't let anyone do it to you ever again. I'm so sorry. We take so much. I'm so sorry. Mm. Oh my God, thinking about it now, I... And it's like, you know... And I, I had a feeling, I was like, this is such a beautiful, very heartfelt speech. You that know was, she's thinking of her cavalier in this moment. Because yeah. they, they talk about how uh, her cavalier, who... That was love. I don't, I don't know if they talk about her cavalier in this book. Well, no, they, they don't. Well, does she talk about her She ca- mentions her cavalier. But I don't think they mention any names or anything well, about all them. All I remember is she talks to Ianthe and says, he's fighting you, isn't he? Yeah, see, my... See, the, about my, their cavaliers, yeah. the new one's cavaliers, and she said, not... And she Katerina's said, my cavalier... Yeah. went willingly and yeah, still was painful. That's all I remember. But of her doesn't mentioning. say anything about names or anything. Well, yeah, but um yeah, I don't I don't remember explicitly if it was if it was said or not, but like on the uh on the topic of it like cuz she talked about like oh how she's been, you know, living d- like actively dying for 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't healed, she's just immortally dying the whole time of like yeah. and that's like the heartbreaking thing where like uh, I don't. She didn't actually see what Gideon does, so we didn't get a didn't didn't get a moment for her to see that happen. But that's she sees the result of it. She yeah, she it sees the result of it, but that's almost or it's somewhat similar to what she experienced because that that was her calf taking care of her. Like like once they figured out what the the mega theorem was, the eightfold path, and went willingly thinking that would fix her. And yeah. so, like, she's, <laughs> of the many things that she's had to live with for 10,000 years, living with the fact that her, like, her best friend, her other, sacrificed themselves, and it didn't even fix her. It just, just made her, it like, It didn't do what in, they wanted it to it do. It just, li- like, didn't, it made her immortal, but it, it made didn't her not fix be her. able to die from it. Yeah. Because she had the seventh house genetic mm-hmm. disease. Which they do on purpose. Well, they, 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 they <laughs> yeah, they purposely cultivated this point because what what is stronger than a necromancer that's full of death themselves mm. oh my god it, which is so fucking sick of so them so sick so sick of them it uh, it okay it's time to talk about the end because we're there we're there okay. um <sighs> i had a feeling when she said when she finally said, I knew what I had to do. When she knew what she had it, to do. And the thing about it is, it's like heartbreaking. The, uh, all the moments up till that. Harrow has, Harrow is so smart. And she's so pragma- pragmatic. And she's so logical. And she thinks of this absolutely asinine plan. That they're going to like make topple over. Make of this bone boat. And they're just going to float away. And everything will be fine. Or at least Gideon will be fine. And then she can bow guts. And then, it's an absolutely asinine plan. That makes no fucking sense. And the fact that. Hera was that fucking desperate at that point. To and get her get, out of and her. like that that alone was like Gideon was like, oh yeah. There's one way to get us out of this. There is one way. And the fact that Harrow 
I know, I'm probably going to cry again. The fact that Hera was like, the whole time, you know, she's so powerful. And she was like, I beat my father. I exceeded all of the nuns. I exceeded all of these people. And like, without saying, like, it's still not enough. Yeah. To defeat this person. Yeah. And, and then, literally, and then she's it, an adult among children. Literally. Like, liter in a different stratosphere. To the Rhea. Yeah. 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 And then, and then, yeah. Harrow. I'm like, I'm like so affected. I can't even form no, my, my, my thoughts. Like, you know, Harrow's just like looking for any way out. Camilla's just like being pragmatic what's the plan i or, will go with the plan but, but then camilla by the end she's like but yeah we're, this is just like just... accepting she's like well shit we tried okay well yeah let's let's see how long this lasts and then gideon realizing the way out and she's like <laughs> gideon apologizing for it yeah um like i'm gonna do the like the what the cruelest thing anyone has ever done for you but you i'm know, taking the option away from you you don't know you know i don't give a damn about the lock tomb right you know I only care about you, she said in a broken-hearted rush. She didn't know what she was trying to say, only that she had to say it now. With a bad, juddering noise, a tentacle started to pound their splintering shelter again. Wham! I'm no good at this duty thing. I'm just me. I can't do this without you. And I'm not your real Cavalier primary. I never have been. Skip, 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 skip. Gideon the Ninth, first, first flower of my house, she said hoarsely. You are the greatest cavalier we have ever produced. You are our triumph, the best of all of us. It has been my privilege to be your necromancer. <sighs> the cruelest thing anyone has ever done to you in your whole life, believe me. I... Because at that point, and she knows just that... how important like Gideon is to her. And and like... and... I'm deciding that you're getting out of this. And, and, yeah, and Gideon's We're not like, all dying here. I am going to make it abundantly clear to you how important you are to me. So you know exactly why I'm making this fucking choice right now. And you said, you said that shit to Because Harrow would hate herself. And hate herself. Will probably mm -hmm. still hate herself, yeah. I'm assuming. Um, um, just fucking. And then. And so then you'd and never then, do this yourself, so I'm going to take the. the I'm going to take no, the option away from you. And if you don't do this, then it's for nothing. So, like, I'm deciding. We're, like, you're not dying here. Like, I, I'm a shit cavalier, she thinks. But it, the one thing I could do is make it so that you get out of this alive. Then I will. That one particular comment Harrow says, where she says, first flower of my house. First flower of my house. Because Gideon... Is literally the only colorful thing in that whole place. It is. She is... She was... Lit, grew up in this awful, dark, cruel place. Everyone, including Harrow, is a product of that awful environment, and she still manages to have a great sense of humor, to to be colorful and vibrant and kind and loving, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and the fact that, that Harrow puts it perfectly that she is, she's this perfect flower that came out of the ninth house somehow some way and and that is also speaking of the ninth house in this last chapter that's the other thing that fucking gets me is that this whole time Gideon has been fighting and clawing to leave yeah and go 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 as far as to go to the fucking front lines to get away from yeah. the ninth house and then in this final battle 
Tell him what the ninth house does. <laughs> no, she says we, for the ninth. We do the night. We do bones, motherfucker. Yeah. And then and then and then the oh, the, I didn't highlight it, but but the but the line that that always gets me is 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 where she's she's like I am Gideon Nav, and Nav is a niner name. Yeah. Like that, just like it, uh, f- fucking put the steel spike through my fucking <laughs> just, heart. And- <laughs> well, it's because it's ultimately um, she never it, it it never comes out and explicitly states it, but it's not even that she hated the she she says out loud that she hates the house and hates everyone there. But the reason why she's trying to instead, run away instead she was Driaber, she was Gideon Nav, and Nav was a niner name. Like, despite herself, she's still... Because that's her home. She still cared for it. It's just everybody... Like, no one fucking accepted her there. She and took, she was the outsider. Like, she she still cared despite herself. She and, took the whole putrid, quiet, filth-strewn madness of the place, and she opened her doors to it. Her hands were not shaking anymore. <laughs> oh my god. I'm getting so it's like we see, We see her conviction fall into place. Mm. And then the fact that her last words are for the ninth. For the ninth. This place that was so awful to her. <laughs> I'm God. doing it I'm doing it for them anyway. Oh. Well, for them, but specifically for, for Harrow. For Harrow. Because Harrow is the ninth. Mm-hmm. She's the entire generation. She's the entire ninth. She's all that's left, really all that's left. Yeah, she she's saying it's for the ninth, and it is, but it's really for Harrow. I okay. So we need to wrap up. Because we could talk about this book for seven hours. I um, and we should. <laughs> and we should. And we should. So I take it that you like the book as well. <laughs> no, it's, it's one out of five. Give me, give me your five. Give me a star rating. Oh, five out of five. Yeah, that's this what is I'm no. Saying. This is no notes. This no is, fucking notes on a single goddamn note. And this is this is writing of a different kind. This is a book that I will not find. No. In other, this in other authors. No. This is, no. is this her first series? This can't be. Um, I think she's, she's done fan fiction and other stuff, I'm pretty sure. But I think this is, this might be her first this is, majorly published. This is the first thing I've ever read of any kind. And it is glorious. It is beautiful. It is tragic. I want to leave off reading this scene because it just was so badass and it was so good. Please do it. Okay. So I'm going to leave off if you don't mind. Yeah, I mind. But go ahead. <laughs> Because we should talk about this book for another seven hours. Yeah, we should talk about this book for another... Oh, God. Yeah, her first novel. This is her first novel. And Won the 2020 Locust Award. The, the, fact, the fact that this is her first novel is absolutely this fucking is, insane. That's the, 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 she had some she had some short stories. Which, published. by the way, everyone should go to Kate, Katie Roberts' um, TikTok. Oh, that TikTok was and cool. watch her TikTok where she finishes she, Gideon the Ninth, or she finishes she the finishes whole Nona. Yeah, she, she finishes, finishes Nona. Nona. Um, y'all should go watch that because it was hilarious. Yeah, it was very funny because she's like, I don't write like this. <laughs> and she was like, I will never write like this. And my husband's like, Oh no, you could, you could. And she's like, No, I can't. No, that's so sweet, but no. <laughs> that's so sweet, but no, I actually can't um but oh god go ahead go read, read your read your read your clip kitty in the night this final this one particular scene that i want to leave off on um i'm uh i'm not running harrow of course we're not running said harrow hark disdainfully i said a necromancer alone i have you we bring hell 
Harrow, Dulcinea's elixir, a real one. Then we're all dead, Nav. But let's bring hell first, said Harrow. Gideon looked over her shoulder at her and caught the reverend daughter's smile. There was blood sweat coming out of her left ear, but her smile was long and sweet and beautiful. Gideon found herself smiling back so hard her mouth hurt. Her adab said, I'll keep it off you, Nav. Show them what the ninth house does. Gideon lifted her sword. The construct worked itself free of its last confines of a masonry and rotten wood and heaved before them, flexing itself like a butterfly. We do bones, motherfucker, she said. We do bones. That, that, like, whole part just makes my heart <laughs> fucking swell. Like, she, she makes your heart, like, swell in, like, this, like, triumphant fucking way, and then pff, all your blood goes out when she stabs you right in your fucking most important organ. Oh, my God. And I'm gonna read the next book. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some more? Please, sir. <laughs> Give me some more pain. Please, sir, can I have some more fucking pain? Um, thank you, Andrew, for introducing this book to us. Um, and Jillian <laughs> for loving it enough to bring it forward. I mean, how can you not? Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Like, like this is not just a five stars. This is, like, top three books of all time. This is 100%. Um, place of Honor on the bookshelf. Uh, place oh, yeah. of Honor on the bookshelf. I'll buy it. My in, grandkids will be reading it. Yeah. Every, <laughs> I, I will run my paperbacks into the ground. I will buy every special edition fucking copy of this book that I can get my hands on. Mm. I am going to get a tattoo of this book <laughs> on my ass mm-hmm. um it's always on my ass always on your ass <laughs> anyway thanks for coming Thank i hope you, so you guys also enjoyed getting in the night and listening um, to an hour of just and listening to an hour of us <laughs> just rattle on and on about it i think just about scatter this scatter brain there is not a day that goes by forth. that this book doesn't haunt my thoughts mm-hmm. i think about it all the time and i hope you are simil- similarly um ailed by it thank you for coming <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> love you bye Thanks for listening to our show. For more content from us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at a podcast of Smut and Dragons. If you want to follow either of us individually, you can find me, Maggie, on Instagram and TikTok at Tea with Margaret and Jillian on Instagram and TikTok at Jillian Keishlin Art. Leave us a comment and say hi, guys. We would love to hear from you and hear about your thoughts on the books we've read. Give us a little book rack every once in a while too also please be lovely and leave us a little sassy review on apple podcasts tune in next week for our holiday episode where we get into the christmas spirit and share our book recs with a very special guest stay tuned y'all love you